Hello, welcome to the Calvin and Hobbscast Supersized Sunday Strip Mega Issue. Uh, my name's Nathan, I'm the host, and this is a special guest that we have for the special episode. Your guest host, Aaron Espinosa. Yay! And this strip came out November 24th, 1985, which I'm assuming is a Sunday because this strip is so big and colorful. First color strip. That's true. First color strip. I wonder, I don't know if all the papers were carrying it then, anyway. But, uh, so, we're just going to go through and read the strip, act it out, so that you listening at home that have never picked up the beautiful illustrations of Bill Watterson can just imagine it. And that will be just like watching it with your eyeballs. Casting. We're going to have Aaron do Calvin, and I will do Calvin's dad and Hobbes because they don't talk to each other. So we've got our first strip here, three panels long, just Calvin walking down, presumably a hallway. Outrage. Why should I go to bed? I'm not tired. It's only 7.30. This is tyranny. I'm... Next panel. Calvin passing out. (laughs) And there's a B next to the... Okay. Good night, Calvin. Will you check for monsters under the bed? No monsters. You're safe. What about in the dresser? Calvin, I'm sure there are no monsters in your dresser. Go to sleep. Great. I bet that's where they all are. They'll come out and kill us as soon as we fall asleep. So who's going to fall asleep? That's Hobbs talking. Calvin, up in bed now, dark unloaded. Hobbs got a horn. Well, we'll just have to get the monsters first. You irritate them with this horn, and I'll nail them with the dark gun when they come out. Get ready, I hear one coming. Monster bursts in the door, breaking off the hinges. What's all the noise? Aye, a monster in the hallway. Calvin's dead outside, human covered in darts. Dear, will you come up here a minute? I think I wounded him. Give me the bat and I'll finish him off. Coming from Calvin's room. <laughs> And scene. Okay, interesting things about this strip. Uh, so this is going to be the first time in uh, the scene right before we see the dad. Mm-hmm. The dad's personified as a monster within Calvin's imagination. So that's the first time we see uh, people who are threatening or something like that in Calvin's mind personified or monsterified, basically. Yeah, actually this is the first monster we see at all. Yeah. Or it- I think this might be, I mean, other than Hobbes looking lifelike, arguably, this is the first time we've ever seen Calvin's imagination at all. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. So it's, uh, it's definitely going to be something that's going to be carried on into the future comic strips. <laughs> One thing I like is when he's laying down and there's the, the bee in the, in the speech bubble to show that it's uh, sleeping. The, there's no way to really distinguish that that's not the front of his face. I mean... Presumably Obviously it's, it's not, he's back. laying on his face, but right. but it just looks like his head without a face. You know, when people go to sleep in cartoons, maybe all of their uh, faces disappear. <laughs> they just fall off. You don't know. Yeah. Uh, and so, one thing about these early Sunday strips, for quite a long time, is that the top strip, the top two panels, um, or three or whatever, the top whole line, that's kind of a, a throwaway. Mm-hmm. It needs to be... It can be related to the rest, of the, but it can't be integral to the plot of the rest because a lot of newspapers would cut that and they would just put Calvin and Hobbes really small over the rest to save on space. Right. This could almost be two separate comics. This doesn't necessarily connect to this. Like, yeah. We assume that he passed out, went to bed, but he's awake again in the next strip. So this could even be not even connected almost in time. Yeah, and he's wearing pajamas. Right. Yeah, and it's not that funny. It's 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 almost like a cold open for a TV show. Mm-hmm. The, those top two panels. Uh, the last thing I can say about this strip is the coloring is really interesting. I know 
comic book artists don't really actually color their strips. Is that true? Is yeah. that facts? Well, I, I don't know. Now that you're questioning <laughs> But I think that they just put in numbers or something for what the colors they want to be. And that the newspaper person will color them. So they don't actually bother coloring them because uh, the newspaper paper needs to put those colors in themselves. And um, So it's all negative in terms of contrast. Yeah, and, and also when you look at, at the Sunday Strip and you see... I, there's some borders for the color, but if, you, if you're looking at the complete Calvin and Hobbes collection... As we are. Yes, as we are from Ram Nelly, that, that the color is so pure. But if you were to have these Sunday strips, that they would be really, they would be like a dot matrix of color because, because of the printing style. So really, this is a better version of color than the newspaper, but I guess it's less newspapery, which I don't know if that's even better. Is a watercolor of a comic strip better than a comic strip? The comic strip is what it is. It's a question of authenticity right there, Nathan. Yeah. Plus, but, you know, it's also interesting because if you had a Sunday strip from well, one newspaper as opposed to another one, they might look differently. But they would, they're both equal amounts of authentic. <laughs> different, it's like a printing error. That contrast would be know. carried on. Everything would make it mean the same thing. It would just be a different filter, basically. Different Instagram uh, filter. There you will. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I just, oh, I think we actually did the part where we talked about this guy looking like aquatic and having his, his fins and, and eyeballs up and just kind of like a gross guy. He looks like that one Pokemon out of, uh, silver and gold, Mag Magma, Magmar, something like that. He's a snail, he's a fire Pokemon. Okay, yeah. We can leave that out. He looks like he's related to a snail. Yeah. His mouth is just suspended. Japanese snail, big eyes. Japanese snail? Yeah. <laughs> I also just love the way Hobbes looks in these early ones. He's so cute. He's not connected. He's not all inclusive. He blends right in with the background. He looks very innocent, very worried, very uh, considerate. Very furry. Yeah. Compared to how he looks. Do you think that changes later? Uh, I'm not sure. I know he lost his hand pads later. Wow. Sounds like a tragedy. <laughs> he wasn't able to shuffle cards as well as he used to. But yeah... You can see the color kind of changes in terms of his reality, which I guess we'll have to see if that happens in the future. I don't, I don't really remember if that's true or not, but I, I, th I think it's I think it's pretty standard because mm -hmm. um, color is not really a big part of the comic. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it's it's, uh, it's something that happens on Sundays. You know, it's it's supposed to embellish the comic strip, but colors can change. It's mostly about just giving that contrast, that that shimmer, that that differentiation. Um, for the it's, alternate it's, reality, it's not. Con I don't think it has to do with the alternate reality necessarily. But when 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 the monster comes in, it's all yellow in the background. Like mm -hmm. all the detail from the room is gone. Yeah. So I think it's. it's I think it's just used basically to heighten emotion. You know, which I, usually correlates with imaginary hmm. scenes. Well, so you're a newspaper reader reading this in 1985, and you're like, who? What? What happened to Calvin and Hobbes? There's Swamp Things come in. Am I reading Swamp Thing? Did I switch over? It might just be to contrast the the Swamp Monster is a green color, so that yellow like looks might uh, just uh, make that stick out a little bit better. Mm, that's true. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention that this fantasy type altered reality for comic strips is not the. I mean, it's it's not a groundbreaking. It's Calvin Hobbes would become very groundbreaking with this, but it's not as similar. I mean, I assume Crazy Cat had stuff like that in it, but 
what I'm mostly thinking of is Peanuts, which I know Charles Schultz is a huge influence on Bill Watterson, and when he would do the Red Baron, hmm. when Snoopy would be on the doghouse being the Red Baron, that kind of thing. That's more like what we're getting here. It's just like a really simple alternation of reality. Interesting. Thank you. Well, that's all we have to do. I think we've... Oh my god, This even this, this section was... Never mind. <laughs> so I want to thank special guest Aaron Espinoza for being on this supersized episode of the Calvin and Hobbes cast. My pleasure, Nathan. Thank you very much, and come back anytime. If you like this, uh, like it on Facebook, or tell me so on... At Nathan Bickley, do you have Twitter? Not yet. You can... He's the Crucible Within on Instagram. Is that right? All right. Yukonho! Woo! <laughs> okay, we have a special segment on Calvin and Hobcast, which is called Turning the Page Back to Mistakes We Made Earlier in the Podcast. <laughs> I'll think of a different name for that. Uh, first mistake was I said that Rand McNally published this Calvin and Hobbes book. That's the map company. This is Andrews McNeil. You know, I also have a confession to make, Nathan. When I said that Pokemon was Magmar or Mag something, what I really meant to say was Mar Cargo, which is the fire Pokemon from Gold Silver that I was referring to. And when I said that Snoopy was the Red Baron, he was the Flying Ace. He was fighting the Red Baron. So, guys, we don't always get things perfect. That's why we're podcasters. Yeah, that's, you know, you don't have to get everything right. I know probably everyone's talking to you and saying, how come you're such a screw-up? How come you listen to Calvin and Hobbes cast? Don't listen to them. You just do a corrections thing later. And later on in your life, you on your deathbed, be, just re- redact all this time. You most importantly, just keep listening to the Calvin and Hobbes cast. It's the most important thing. Well, good night, everybody. Goodbye. The excerpts in this podcast are from The Complete Calvin and Hobbes, copyright 2005 by Bill Waterston. It was published by Andrew McMeal Publishing, LLC, and all rights are reserved to the original copyright holders. This information is used for the purpose of commentary and review in this podcast.